welcome to the Aluminum Linings podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything except for our day jobs. I'm joined today by Brendan. He uses the pronouns he, him. And today we're talking about more quarantine activities because last week was just the best. So we're going to talk about board games? Yeah. So, well, I actually, I'm glad you kind of picked this topic because I've also started playing a game over uh, Google Hangouts with my family that has been a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk about it. Raph, he has like a lot of board games that we like to play all the time and played a lot of like Monopoly, Scrabble. Uh, there's like this unicorn game and I can't quite think of the name of it. Um, we also play Monopoly Deal, which is like Monopoly except for faster pace, but you still hate each other afterwards. And, and those are like the kind of board games. We don't have anything like Risk though, which makes me a little sad. Uh, you and your sister with Risk. That would be fun though. So what's the premise of the unicorn game? So essentially, go look up the name of it. I feel like it's probably going to be similar to like Killer Bunnies or Munchkins. That's the vibe I'm getting off it right away. Unicorn card game. It's going to pop up. Unstable Unicorns? No. Yes. Yes, that's it. So it's Unstable Unicorns. Great game. I feel like you start off with each person has five cards. The youngest person starts. So I always start because I'm the youngest. Actually, no, that's Monopoly Deal. It's the person wearing the most color that starts okay or more like random affair and then essentially there's different unicorn cards if you're playing a two-player there's only magical unicorns that you can like play and so each one like has different effects and stuff and the goal is to get seven unicorns in your stable and it can get quite competitive because there's like upgrade and downgrade cards i was playing against raf and uh there's one of the upgrades is like the there's like a lasso and so you get to steal someone's unicorn for a turn oh okay and then there's also a downgrade card that's like the barbed wire and so essentially what i was doing was so i put the barbed wire on rafts and then i had the lasso one and with the barbed wire anytime anyone comes like in or out of the stable um, you have to get rid of one of the cards in your hand oh okay i essentially got rid of like all of the cards in raf's hand <laughs> in two turns yeah there's no way you can get more cards after that pretty much because you'll just like you're only allowed to pick up one per turn oh okay so i like obliterated him but also like i can't say that like i'm maybe the most fun to play with at times i don't know you've played games with my sister so yeah you understand like the competitive spirit that um both of us hold been known to like lose and um throw cards i haven't flipped anything you should have been there we were playing risk at like three in the morning and tim ashley was about to win so tim started like slowly flipping the risk board (laughs) and so (laughs) she's like She's like rolling and screaming at the other person we were playing with to like keep rolling because she's about to win while Tim is just in slow motion, very slowly flipping the board. And I'm pretty sure she was in tears after because because she even though like we all knew like she was going to win, she didn't officially win. That was taken from her and that was just too much for her to handle at three in the morning. Yeah, no, I when I was younger, I believe me and her were playing a game of risk. And it, I, I was young enough that I had, like, a proper bedtime, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And um, so it just got past my bedtime, and she was going to win. However, I had to go to bed <laughs> just to stalemate because she couldn't have won. Yeah. But also, like, in the same kind of line of things, uh, me and her would play chess sometimes, and I'm better than her. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd get a little cocky and try to take away all her pieces. And I know in certain instances, I've um, forced a stalemate. Mm-hmm the vibe when you're going for a win especially yeah. against my sister who is again 
quite competitive, but also like I'm competitive. So it's just like working with that because it- I mean, there's a difference. I think we can all agree there's a difference between wanting to win and then wanting to, for example, take all of someone's chess pieces away so that they not only have lost, but they have lost in a very slow and painful manner. Y'all are a whole different level. I'm competitive, but I'm very like efficient competitive where I just want to win and I want to win real fast. I want to win and I want to make sure you know you lost. Yeah, you want to win like the way people want to win in Game of Thrones where it's just like... <laughs> I want there to be no hope. I want everyone to be sad. And I just want to be like feral frothing at the mouth win. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. And the worst <laughs> part is, like, is when it happens to me, because like Raph will do that to me. I get quite upset. I can be a poor sport at times. But mm-hmm. like, I-, I think board games just bring out additional character that isn't normally there. Or even video games. Video games get me really riled up. Like, what's your most, like, if someone was going to film, like, a YouTube compilation of you losing your mind at video games, what video game would you be playing? Oh, I'd probably be playing Call of Duty, because it's, well, it's, like, the only game I have to play right now. We have this Warzone thing, and I also, like, I can't handle the noise. The noise is a lot for me. When I wear my headset, I only wear it over, like, one ear, because if I wear it over two ears, I, like, panic and stuff when people start shooting at me, because, okay. like, I'm not necessarily the best at the game. And so I had jokes with my friends that, like, I could have a Twitch channel, except for people would watch it for just, like, the entertaining game play. Someone panicked, not necessarily knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas, like, some of my friends, they could stream the gameplay because they're so good at it. Right. With Warzone, the way it works, is... It's like, I don't know if you've played any of like those large world games where you, you essentially you start, you're in your squad, you start in a, a little plane, and you like drop into the map, and there's like 150. Oh, okay. So it's the same as like Apex or, or um, Fortnite, right? Yes, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's like Call of Duty's take on it, but it's, it's, they're all the same, just different skins, pretty much. Well, I like to drive around with cars because, like, it adds, like, that element of, like, you don't necessarily need to have that much skill to take someone out. You just need to be able to hit them with a car. <laughs> okay. Well, like, because you can get, there's, like, these big trucks and it takes two, like, missiles to, like, destroy the truck. And it's just quite fun to drive around if you have a bunch of you in trucks because you're basically indestructible. Um, or the other thing I like to do is in helicopters, you can use the blades to get people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I realize that sounds quite, um, like, violent, I guess. But <laughs> it is it is quite fun to chase down people with helicopters mm-hmm. and just get them. Because then there's nothing they can do. Especially in the beginning of the game, because sometimes you'll catch people, like, parachuting down. And oh just, like, go and get them. And then it's also, so, like, there's that. But then once you die, like, the first time in the war zone... You get an opportunity to come back. Okay. You get a little like redemption moment because you get sent to like a little prison where you get to one in one battle someone else that has died in the game. Ooh, so if you win you get to come back in? If you win, yeah. And so like that can also get quite stressful at times because you're in this little like weird like prison thing. And then there's also other people that have like died and they're waiting to go in, they're watching, and they can throw rocks at you. Seriously? <laughs> No, it's interesting. And then also while you're waiting, you can like spray paint people too. It's, it's a weird mechanic. I don't know why they're spray paint in this game of like guns and stuff, but it's, it's there. I've won a few times on it because it's there's a lot of people mm-hmm. on the server. And so you go in with your teams and stuff. Essentially how it works is 
um, the map eventually gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so if you're not inside the circle, you get damaged and you're like booted essentially. Yeah, like Hunger Games. Go on. Yeah, it's honestly, <laughs> Hunger Games did so many things for video games as far as like idea making, mm-hmm. assuming that they didn't have those ideas before. Yeah, essentially that's what it is. And it's just like pure adrenaline and fantastic. Sometimes I'll get like real into it and I'm essentially just yelling at a TV because I don't know what to feel or do. <laughs> that you can see the panic in how I move when someone's like watching me play. <laughs> it's fun. I would recommend it if you ever get the chance to. Well, I actually, it's funny because I wrote on my blog last week how historically bad at video games I am. And I think the last time I played a Call of Duty game would have been like 2014. And it was, I was playing Nazi zombies with my friend Nigel. Oh. And at one point, he stops and he was like, Mackenzie, you can't play this game with your eyes closed because I was like, (laughs) I hate it. I hate like even first person shooters, like like when you say you panic a little bit, it stresses me out where I just like, I don't know how to react and I always feel like I'm not fast enough. Yeah, yeah. You can turn up the settings so you can be faster. Yeah, but. That's kind of like doing like I used to do the like Halo runs where you would just basically make yourself invincible to run through the Halo games just so I could see like how the story played out. And now I don't have to do that because the internet exists. So I can just type like playthrough and just watch someone who's good at the game play the game. Watching people that are good at the game play the game really makes you think, doesn't it? Uh, Especially watching people do speed runs where I'm like, wow, you didn't have to jump a thousand times to get up on that ledge. Uh, I got a Switch Lite. Um, because it's quarantine time and why not? And, uh, I downloaded like the NES games. So I have, um, Super Mario on there. Okay. And it was like the moment the opening screen opened, it was like, I had all these memories of like playing this game with my brother when we were kids. And then I couldn't get past like the first two levels. And I was like, I don't think I played that much of this game. I think I just watched my brother play this game all the time because I'm so, even now as an adult, so, so very bad at video games. Really? That's interesting. Because like, well, like you're good at other things like sports and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't like transition as like a skill set because you think like kind of it's like moving around it is using a controller so like you're not really in control of everything yeah i suppose i don't know and i think too for me like i wasn't that good at sports i just kind of ended up in the right place at the right time for a lot of things and even like even when i even my strong suits when i played sports were like playing defense I didn't always necessarily have good court sight or like high basketball iq and i always attributed that to the fact that i started playing sports late but probably what it is is i'm just bad at like spatial awareness like i don't know how else <laughs> but I I don't know. I think like video games is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But also I think like part of it's like like what other video games have you played, I guess? Well, that's the other thing too, is I haven't spent a lot of time playing video games. Like in terms of like I'm not the type of person that can sit there and play hours and hours of it. The video games that I like are like like puzzle platform games or like Animal Crossings where you're like collecting and building stuff I really like. Um, in terms of like what like I'm Sims? Uh, I've never actually played Sims I don't think. Oh, okay. But like a lot of I really like like tower defense games. I don't tend to go towards the first person shooters. I loved Little Big Planet. I haven't played it in forever, but Little Big Planet was like my jam. 
Um, yeah, right now I play a lot of Planet Alpha, which is a game that came out on the Switch, and it's basically, you're just like, it's like a run and jump and get through the levels kind of game, so it's not, like, I, I really don't tend to lean towards first-person shooters at all. Okay, I've played, like, other games. It's just because of quarantine time. Mm-hmm. I, I only have a limited capacity of games, because I, I do have a PlayStation, and it gives you free games once a month, so I oh, got okay. Uncharted 4, I want to say. And I never played it before, but it's essentially like it's like a first person shooter and you're like a like a professional thief. Oh, okay. It would fall within the realm of like Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. Like that's kind of the idea. Except for you're like this guy that's like going around and doing stuff. And it's kind of a similar feel to like Assassin's Creed if you've ever played that. Oh, okay. I've played a bit, but Assassin's Creed is one of those games where like I would rather watch someone play it than actually play it. Well, Assassin's Creed's one of those games where you could like play the story or the mm-hmm. map so big that you could just literally go around and explore. Because you can do like, because it's like historically accurate with like the location maps around it. Okay. <laughs> as far as like the buildings and stuff. And so it's like neat because you can just like go to like Italy. Or, like, there was one time where you're in, like, France, and you get to, like, climb the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, like, you get to, like, climb on the structures and, like, go through them. Or, like, when you're in France, that that's still in France. You get to go into, like, the Notre Dame. That's the one that burnt down recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so you can, you can like, climb around and play in it. Oh, cool. It's neat because you're in, like, this giant structure. And I think it's to scale. One would hope. <laughs> and also the nice thing about the Assassin's Creed games is, like, they're one of the few, like, groups of games that i've actually been able to complete because there's so many games that it's like you get into it and it's like impossible to ever finish you get into it and you're like i don't have a thousand hours of my life to give away to this yeah yeah well that's like the did you ever play any of the knights of the old republic games no but i know what they are yeah that was a game where like i don't think i made it off the like first planet because i spent so much time just walking around and like seeing everything and i felt like oh man if i leave i'm not gonna i'm gonna miss something and blah 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 to play it to the point where it's enjoyable for me and for me it's like i don't i don't like leaving stuff behind you know i'm i would never be like a speed run person because i always feel like i'm missing out on aspects of the game for that game to be enjoyable for me i would have had to spend like years of my life going through everything you should play skyrim it would just be entertaining to watch you play because you'd probably <laughs> pick up so many items and stuff and so basically any item you can grab so that's like pots pans oh yeah fruit. my inventory would be so full but you it, you can only carry so much before your character just slowly starts walking because it's too full of inventory. oh really but yeah no because that game was interesting because it was it's such a huge world mm-hmm. that it's very neat to break the world and so if you got, like, a large platter, you could just, like, go through walls and stuff. And then the way that, like, stores work in the game, essentially they had, like, a chest that was, like, hidden under the map that okay. technically wasn't supposed to be reachable. Okay. If you could glitch through the wall properly, you could just skip going into stores and steal everything from them. Oh, my goodness. And so, like, I figured out I could do that. They could still see you stealing from them. Okay. And so then they like get mad at you and try to kill you but then they couldn't because you were beneath the ground right and so it was it was an interesting mechanic of skyrim it's also like a fun game as far as like adventure goes because you could literally like play skyrim for thousands of hours and never see everything yeah because the map is so huge and there's so many quests i've accidentally like killed people that were like supposed to give me quests Oops. and then once you do that like there's no reviving them because there's only certain people that you can't kill. Oh, okay. It's interesting, like, those games where it's, like, essentially you can determine how everything 
runs and there's like so much freedom Mm-hmm. Once you have so much freedom, you lose like the actual structure of like what the game is. Well, fair enough. Yeah, because you're deciding like you prioritize what you want to do. So if you want to just wander around, yeah, and like that could be like a successful game experience for you. Whereas like for other people, it's like no, I need to do this quest. I need to do that. I need to do that. Like forget mm-hmm. about it. Like I'm trying to get this done as fast as possible. Both have a good game experience, but which one is like more valuable, I guess. Right. We end up spending a lot more time talking about video games than actually uh, card games. This is true. I mean, I did tell you that I wanted to do an Animal Crossings episode, and then you said that you weren't playing Animal Crossing, so... Well, I don't have the Switch. If I had the Switch, I would be playing Animal... I played Animal Crossing when it was on, like, the GameCube, so I know what Animal Crossing is. I played it on a Nintendo DS. The GameCube was before the Nintendo DS. Yeah. What was the DS one like? Um, it was pretty similar to the current one in that, like, you have a house and you're paid off to get bigger, but you can't, you're not in control of anything that's really outside. Could you still go fishing? Yep, you could still go fishing. Um, you could still, there were, like, fruit trees and stuff, but it was just, I think it was just the one kind. Man, it was a long time ago. And then all the furniture were, like, in set. Um, and then every once in a while, you'd have, like, guests come to the island. And the thing I remember is, like, the fossils, you got them so rarely. It was, like, you could play the game all the time and still only have, like, a handful of fossils. Versus with the new one, it's, like, I can dig up, like, three or four fossils a day. And that's without traveling anywhere. Yeah, no, I'd be intrigued to play this, like, new one. Because I know, like, on the GameCube, you could just, like, adjust the date. And so you could kind of cheat the game yeah. in order to just get what you wanted. Like, is there still the turtle mare? Is he still in the game? No. Oh. The premise of the game is that you're on a deserted island. So they have Tom Nook is there and then the golden retriever lady from the... Um from pocket camp is there abigail abigail i thought it was isabel oh it might be isabel you're right i don't know she annoys me i don't really care for her she's a playable character on smash bros which is is she yeah what are her powers can she do anything oh she has a fishing rod and you can essentially like just grab people and it's an auto grab which is nice she also has a little net that she can catch people in she can also put little gyroids into the ground, and and then if you hit it, it's like a little bomb. And oh, cool. What else does she do? Like, I haven't played it in a hot second, because of quarantine, of course. Right, yeah. Well, she has a little recovery thing where she, like, is on a swing and has balloons. And then, oh, she can also, like, just fling up a stop sign, essentially. She's a fun character, especially the fishing rod, though. Because, like, the way that stages are designed, if you are her and you, like, go off the edge, if you do it right, you can fishing rod and then grab someone and then they get thrown off the edge and then you can, like, smash them into the bottom part of the stage and then they get, like, sent out of the world. Oh, okay. Have you ever played Smash Bros? Yeah, I used to play all the time, actually, with the same person I was playing Nazi Zombies with. Yeah, we would play all the time on the Wii and mostly, all again, bad at video games, not was never successful at Smash Bros, but I did develop a strong and healthy hatred for Blue Kirby. That that's what came out by Smash Bros. Because every time I played against a computer, they would pick Blue Kirby and Blue Kirby is the worst and I would always die and it's because Blue Kirby just doesn't belong in our world. Oh, I mean Everyone's like, oh, he's so cute, la la la. And I'm like, you know what? No, he's an abomination. Send him to a different dimension. I hate Blue Kirby. He's the worst. He's he's all right. Like, no, the worst. 
Okay, but then who's the like player you played as then? Did you have someone that you liked to play as that you're like? Um, I would shuffle around a fair bit. Um, I liked uh, what's that guy called? Like Meta Knight or whatever his name is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the the nemesis of Kirby. Is it actually? See, yeah. I don't... <laughs> that that I I find that maybe interesting. That's that... hate, maybe that's why I hate Kirby so much. I, I also played as who else? Hold on, let me Google the characters because it's been a, a long time. Um, Super Smash Bros. Because you could play that game with Ash and Tim. Oh, are you talking about getting, like, another Switch? Yeah. You just have the light one, right? Yeah. No, they don't. The Switch lights don't actually have a video card, so there's no way even to, like, rig it to get it up on a TV. Because, yeah, it is compatible with the, uh controllers for the switch but you would all have to play on the same screen that that would be a small screen yeah that sounds bad but like i didn't get the switch to play video games for people i got the switch so i could play animal crossings by myself as like a haven from humanity i bought it after like a really bad day where i just felt stressed out about all this covid stuff and just like had no faith in humanity anymore mm-hmm. and then because i'm at work for 24 hours at a time it's nice to have something small and portable Oh, wow. So that's why you don't want to talk about work. Actually, so all of my kind of like aluminum lining stuff that I do is actually more because I think we have a tendency to kind of be what we do for a living. And for a long time, what I did for a living had nothing to do with like my interests or my goals in life and stuff like that. And so I think it's more just because we talk about our jobs so much with each other, but we don't make space and time to talk about like, hey, like what are your cool, awesome hobbies that you do? And what are, you know, what are the stuff that you're doing when you're not at work? And I think that like I've learned so many things about people that I'm just like, that's what you do. Like I had a friend, she came on the podcast and she made, she decided one day to make like a minimalist greenhouse for small spaces, like apartments and stuff like that. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And had nothing to do with her day job. And she just like, she had no construction experience and she just decided, you know what, I'm going to do this thing. And I think for me, a lot of times I felt, I, I kind of felt disappointed in myself that I didn't have like this dream job that was supposed to be, you know, bring me all this fulfillment in life and blah, blah, blah. When in fact, it's like, it's doing stuff like this, like doing my podcast, writing my book, doing my blog, my YouTube stuff, all that stuff. I love that stuff. And that's the stuff I want to keep doing. And even though it'll never pay my bills, it's something that you know, brings me so much joy and like so much life. And it's a huge part of like what makes up my personality. And I think if you take my day job and you compare that to my day job, my day job is like one facet. And I don't know that it necessarily represents who I am as a as a person. Oh, okay. That's really insightful. Thank you. Wow, you can come back on the podcast anytime. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've recently picked up plants and stuff, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm killing all of them. So like, I'm not saying that's a hobby yet until I'm actually good at it. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's something to be said about learning a new thing, though, especially as adults. I think like that's true. this, the, you kind of have this perception that like, oh, if you didn't start doing this when you're young, you're never going to get good at it. But also, first of all, we don't have to be good at our hobbies. Second of all, I think, you know, trying new things as an adult and having that experience is like, it's different and it's new and it's good. And I don't think we have to be afraid of those. Things. Yeah, that is true as well. Anyway, that's my kind of aluminum linings rant for today. It was good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate it. 
Um, do you have anything you would like to plug or talk about before we close out? I didn't think about this beforehand. I mean, I have an Instagram. If anyone wants to follow my Instagram, it's my yeah. first name. So Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N dot Darren, D-E-R-E-N. And that's, that's that. I don't post a lot of actual posts. But on my story, every once in a while, I post things. Like the other day, I asked for like music suggestions from people. And then I ran to all the music suggestions. And it was oh, nice. interesting. One of the suggestions was like the Soviet Union National Anthem. Okay. Isn't necessarily the best running song, but it was there. And I've listened to it, well, about five kilometers into a run. And <laughs> an experience I've had. And yeah. I maybe not again. But hey. You've lived it. And now yeah, you know. my Instagram, if anyone wants to follow me. Do it. And then, I don't know, go for runs, people. It's fun. Go for runs. I don't know. I went for my first run in a while this week, and my calves still feel like they're going to explode, and it's been two days. Yeah. So don't start with running stairs. How about that? <laughs> Not stairs. As, as always, you can find all my content on AluminumLinings.com. I have a blog called Hey Mom. I do this podcast, obviously. And uh, I also wrote a book. It's called A Book of This. And it is available off my website. Um, and also pretty much anywhere you get ebooks, you can find a copy of the ebook. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, good luck. Have fun. And don't talk to strangers unless you want to make new friends. Okay, bye.